As I get older, one of the things that uh, sort of happens with me is sometimes I'll get in a dream loop. You read about one of my recurring dreams, perhaps in the newsletter, the recurring dream of going to Romania and I don't have my passport or I don't have my clothes packed or I forgot I was going and I'm on the plane. I don't have anything ready. It's just sort of one of those recurring dreams that I have. But sometimes I wake up in the morning now and uh, there's a song uh, that I hear. And, and it's not always the same song. And sometimes it's a song I can't even identify really where it came from, comes from. And I'm sort of caught or trapped in a phrase of that song. And I can't find the rest of the words. I know I know the song. And uh, this week uh, I, I woke up one morning and uh, it, there was a song and the words say, God goes before you and he goes behind you to keep you from all evil. Well, uh, that, that was, uh, and, and perhaps some of you know that song and you can tell me the rest of it. But so far this week, I haven't been able to, to capture the rest of the song. But that morning when I got up, I came to church and what I do when I come to church, I, I do my devotion and uh, I read my Bible and uh, I read uh, uh, My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers. And I opened the devotion for the day for My Utmost for His Highest and it was exactly that. It was about God going before you and behind you and God uh, redeeming uh, your past and God uh, securing your future. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight, allowing God to redeem your past in order that he might secure your future. I hope this will be uh, special to you. It's been helpful to me as I've walked through this, and really I walked through it this afternoon. I had some thoughts uh, over the last couple of days, and so I put them together this afternoon up here at the church, and so I hope that certainly uh, you will find some benefit. First, only God can redeem your past. You can't redeem your own past. Now, what we often try to do is we use our emotions or our passions to try to correct things in our past. And when we do, we wind up only hindering what God wants to do in our future. We, we sort of get in God's way. Uh, so only God can redeem your past and only God can sanctify your future because God knows what's ahead and you don't. So as we stand in the first hours of the new year, you and I, that's where we are. You know, today is January the 1st. It's still not over. It's over maybe somewhere in the world, but it's not over here. The past year cast its shadow across our lives. That shadow might be the shadow of past joys or past sorrows or past hurt or past heartache or past failures or even some past success that we have in our lives that we find absolutely irrepeatable. The shadows of the past cast themselves across our present, and when they do, it can cloud our future or even shape our future in such a way that there's only more sorrow and more hurt and more heartache, That's, that is, if we're not careful. So the question is, how do we allow God to redeem the past that he might sanctify the future? Well, I can't do that by trying to shape it with my emotions or are my passions. All of us have some things in our lives that we regret. We've, we've failed in some way 
or fallen short, sinned in some way. And so as we look back across our lives, we think that that's going to shape who we are. Let me uh, tell you, for those of you who didn't watch the football games yesterday, some of us were sort of engrossed last night until about 11 o'clock watching the Georgia-Ohio State game that went down to the final seconds. The field goal kicker for Ohio State had an opportunity to win the game with a last-second field goal, and he missed it badly. That will likely follow him for the rest of his life. He will think about that moment and think about what might have been. And so that, that failure, he can't change it, uh, and it might have a tendency to shape his life. He might try to kill the memory of it in some way. He might uh, turn to some, try to numb it with some su substance or some solution of his own making that, even, that, that causes him even more misery in the future. That's what we do sometimes when we failed. Uh, when we failed in a moment that we thought we could be successful or when we've had a spiritual failure in our lives, often we try to numb the memory of that failure or we try to medicate it with something that makes the matter even worse. Uh, or he could determine, this kicker, and I don't even remember his name, he could determine that he will not allow that moment that can be measured in seconds to determine his future or to define his life. That was a maybe a 15-second moment out of his whole life that can shape his life or, or destroy his life. Most of us, unfortunately, have responded very negatively to some small moment in the past so that it continues, it continues to this day to shape our lives and our futures in a negative way. So we need to allow God to redeem the past in order that He can sanctify our future. So what does that mean and what would it look like in your life or mine? Here are the points. Number one, first, it would require me to commit my past to God. That's number one. It re would require me to commit my past to God. Here's what I read in Oswald Chambers that sort of got all this going in my utmost precise. Our yesterdays, you've got one, I've got one. Our yesterdays present irreparable things to us. It is true that we have lost opportunities which will never return, but God can transform this destructive anxiety into constructive thoughtfulness for the future. And here's one of the most wonderful statements I think I've ever read. Let the past sleep, but let it sleep on the bosom of Christ. Let the past sleep, but let it sleep on the bosom of Christ. So where do we get the idea? What's the scriptural point at which we can get the idea of committing our past to God. Well, I like to think one of those places would be in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, where Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching toward what lies ahead. Let's just capture that phrase right there. 
as we stand here at the beginning of a new year, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward toward what lies ahead. What would it take for you to forget what lies behind? Well, it would require you to commit the past to God. It would require you to let the past sleep on the bosom of Christ. Now, let's admit something. The past is beyond repair, at least for us. We've all had got something in our lives that we can acknowledge. We can't fix that. Like the field go kicker last night, he'll never be able, as much as he dreams about it from here to He's 99 years old. He will never be able to fix that moment in his life. The past is beyond repair, but unless you commit it to God, it can destroy your future. This is something that doesn't have to happen. If you'll remember, when the time came to go into the promised land, the only ones of the past generation that were allowed to go in, not Moses, not Aaron, his brother, not Miriam, his sister, only Caleb and Joshua. Of the people over 40 years old, that was, that was the, those were the only two people who were allowed to enter the promised land. They buried the past in the wilderness. They buried the past in the wilderness, and I'm calling those people the past because as far as that generation, that next generation was concerned, the past would hinder their future, defile it, and destroy it. And so in order to reach forward to what lies ahead, I have to leave my past behind. And the only way I can leave it behind is to commit it to the Lord, to let it sleep on the bosom of Christ. This week, my Bible reading has taken me into the book of Deuteronomy where the Lord speaks to his people at that key point. Uh, when he's ready for them to move on, he says, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Well, that mountain was a pretty neat mountain. It was a pretty good place to stay. It happened to be Mount Horeb, where Moses met God at the burning bush. Also called Mount Sinai, where God came down on top of the mountain, and the mountain quaked and smoked and, 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 and thunder and the great trumpet that we talked about in the past. It was a tremendous place. But that's not where God wanted him to stay. He said, you've stayed long enough here. But that past experience, even though a good one and a blessing, was not to shackle them from reaching forward to what lay ahead. Paul committed his past to God by forgetting what lay behind and reaching forward to what lay ahead. Number two, committing your past to God means leaving every part of, of your irreparable past at his feet. Now I want you to think about that and, and ponder it. All the things that you can't fix, all the failures that you can't go back and remedy as much in your mind as you would like to replay the moment. Some of them lasted only seconds, but they led to great spiritual catastrophes perhaps in your life or other things. And isn't it good to know we can, we can leave our failures there, that we can let our past failures sleep on the bosom of Christ and His mercy, and that we can, in faith, reach forward to what lies ahead. 
So I would ask you tonight, do you have irreparable hurts in your life? Most of us do. Why do you think that's so? Why is, why is, some, of the, why is some of the past hurt still so fresh? Have you ever noticed that? How past hurt, you know, uh, it, it's not that way with your, you know, if you ever, I guess, if I know I've had a knee replacement and that knee's pretty good. It doesn't hurt me like it used to and, and the old past hurt never comes back. But when it's your feelings, it can sure feel fresh. Why does it shape our lives and hinder what God's able to do, not only in the present but in the future? It's because we've never committed that past hurt to God. Instead, what we choose to do is nourish it and cherish it. Paul said, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Unless I allow my past hurt to sleep on the bosom of Christ, I will wake up one night and find it fresh on my pillow as I try to sleep. I'll find the anger from the past boiling up inside me. I will find my, myself still thinking of ways that I can put my hands on what caused my past hurt. And as a result of that, the shadow of that past hurt will be forever cast over my future. You know, perhaps the best example of one who discovered the, the true freedom of giving his past to God was that man in the Old Testament we know as Joseph. You remember what happened to Joseph? You know, he had those brothers and, and they resented him because his daddy made him a nice coat of many colors. And uh, so they decided to throw him in a pit. And after they threw him in a pit, some Midianite traders came along and they sold him to the Midianite traders. And then they took an animal and killed it and carried the, the coat home to their father and said, look, your son is dead. And so his father suffered through their life for years and years, decades and decades. And, and Joseph, as you know, he became a, a, a slave to the traders and then wound up in prison in Egypt but in the providence of God, he, he was raised up to second to Pharaoh when Joseph's first child was born. You might remember that he named him Manasseh. And he said, I'm naming him Manasseh because it, it means to me, God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. But did he forget them? No, he never forgot them. But he laid all that hurt at God's feet he committed his past to God, including his past hurt. And in God's own time and in God's own way, not only did God sanctify Joseph's future, God sanctified those relationships. He healed that hurt, uh, and, and, but it would have never happened if Joseph had not left that hurt with God. Later, he would tell his brothers because they thought when he found out who they were, they thought he was going to uh, uh, take revenge on them. And he said, look, here, here's, the, the, here's the deal. He said, you meant it to me for evil, but God meant it for good. You see, what God had done in Joseph's life, God had redeemed his past and sanctified his future because Joseph was able to lay that hurt 
at the feet of the Lord. Imagine what God can do with your past, your past failure, your past hurt, your past heartache if you give it to Him. Now, the hurt is real. We can't deny that. The heartache is real. But here's the next point, and it's a good one. God can sanctify your future. God alone can do that. Nobody else. It hasn't happened yet for some of you because maybe you're still holding on to the past, still clinging to your hurt and heartache. Do you suppose that if you laid all of that hurt at the foot of the cross, if you let the past sleep on the bosom of Christ, that he might be able to sanctify your future the way he sanctified Joseph's future? So forgetting what lies behind requires me to leave my past at the feet of Jesus. Think of it that way as we launch out into this new year. I'm committing my past to the Lord. I'm leaving the hurt and the heartache, my failures, my spiritual failures at the feet of Jesus. And I'm saying, Lord, I can't fix this, but I'm trusting that you can redeem my past. Here's next. Reaching forward to what lies ahead requires me to take a step of faith. I can't stand there waiting to see what Christ will do with what I've given him. That's what we often do. My son-in-law was at my house the other day. He's a, he owned a restaurant at one occasion. He's big in the restaurant business now, and, and, and he gave us a little Keurig, uh, one of those little single cup Keurig coffee. Not a great big one. I'm talking about he was nice enough to give us one about this high, about this big. Look, it was great for us. That's exactly what we needed. But he said, don't stand there and watch it. He said, it's like a watch pot. It never boils. Have you ever noticed that? You ever stand there waiting for water to boil and it never, never does until you walk off and then it's boiling over all of a sudden. You didn't notice it. Well, it's the same way with the things we give the Lord. I can't stand there waiting to see what Christ will do with what I've given him. Sometimes I want to put a watch on God and say, God, you haven't done this yet. I've been asking you to do this and you haven't done it yet. I can't wait and wonder how he'll work it out or whether he will. I have to walk forward by faith, expecting him to work in ways that I can't see and to do things in my life and in the lives of others that I could never do. So is God asking you tonight to allow him to redeem your past in order that he might sanctify your future? Is there something that needs to be laid at his feet once for all. Once for all, you lay it at his feet and walk away from that hurt, allowing him to do whatever he wants to do with it for his glory, trusting him to carry it, to understand it, to redeem it, so that one day you will look back and say, there was a time when I had all this hurt in my life from the past and I carried it for so long it cast such a shadow across my life, but one day God spoke to me asking me to surrender my past to Him. I don't know how He did it, but God redeemed my past so that, and He redeemed, sanctified my future so that today I am where I am today and I am who I am for His glory. What lies ahead? We don't know. But are you ready to reach for it? Are you ready to long for it? We can think about that as individuals. We can also think about that as a church. Are you ready to see what God can do in and around your life? 
then here on the first day of 2023, you need to allow God to redeem your past so that he can sanctify your future. Let's look at the verses in context now. Philippians 3, verse 13 and 14. Paul said, Brethren, I don't regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know what the upward call of God in, in Christ Jesus is? I would call that a sanctified future. Let's pray.